Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's time to get into the steam zone on the ride with Royce. How long has it been since we had a steam zone? It's got to be a month, doesn't it's, it? It's been so long, you were actually in studio. It <laughs> <laughs> was a long time. It might have been another year, in fact. Do you think it could have been It might have been in 2017. I think that, there's a chance. Ah, we've had one since then. Yes, the steam zone is back, and the Twin Cities radio better get ready, because they might be hearing it a little more often. <laughs> uh, Depending on how it works out today. Sure. Okay. Uh, We're going to shake it up here. We're going to go by seniority today. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Manny Hill... uh, You you haven't been here longer than Reavers at the station, have you? No, I have not. I I got here in 2012. Okay. All right. Reavers can't count down the hall, though. Oh, so I just count my my when tenure. When were you at my talk? When did you? Uh, I started at my talk in November of two thousand and seven, and then I was split between the two stations starting in early or excuse me, middle of two thousand and nine. Okay, so Manny goes first. Manny goes first. He's the lightweight on the seniority list. Well, uh, gentlemen, my hot take is this: Johnny had this uh, story about a half hour ago in his uh, sports update uh, that the Seattle Seahawks were going to sit down with Richard Sherman and uh, have a discussion about his future. Well, my take is this, gentlemen: Richard Sherman's days in Seattle are numbered, and I think he's going to end up with the New England Patriots. Whoa! I don't know how. I don't know if it's going to be a trade or if they're going to cut him or what's going to happen, but I think Richard Sherman's going to end up in Foxborough. At a considerably discounted price? Possibly, yes, because the Patriots always find a way to do that. This is based just on this is what Belichick does, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, okay. I got to think Malcolm Butler's going to be on his way out, so I don't, I don't know if Richard Sherman's going <laughs> to yeah. end up. I don't know if he's going to end up in New England this coming season, but I think at some point or another, I think he's going to end up. A and Patriot. how about this? Malcolm Butler ends up in Seattle. That yeah. could be the other half of it, right? That, and they, he can come back to where he cost him the Super Bowl. That's that right. Now I'll give you two on that one. Oh. That's a piping hot sports That's, take. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, you know, we can't get much hotter than that for New England taking a reclamation project on. So, uh, okay, uh, Reavers, what do you have, sir? You know, I was looking at Twitter and I saw that there were some projections by some expert baseball analysts about uh, maybe possible contract extensions for Byron Buxton and uh, Brian Dozier, and. I'm puzzled by this in all seriousness. I'm, I'm puzzled because there was a report that came out I read 
uh, via MLB trade rumors that Brian Dozier's camp hasn't been approached about an extension. I'm going to take it at face value because I'm asking myself, why not? This guy is a proven everyday Major League Baseball player. He hits with power. He just won his first gold glove. I think he's long overdue, by the way. I thought he should have won a gold glove a couple of years ago. He's building huts down in the Caribbean. I mean, he's t- he's a great guy on and off the field. He's the kind of, and I get it, he's 30, but this is the kind of guy you should want to keep around. I, I really don't get it, and I think if the Twins do allow him to walk, I really, and I know they have a surplus of talent in the minor leagues, up the middle, blah, blah, blah. But this guy's a proven winner and an everyday Major League Baseball player that can be a middle of the order, if not top of the order bat, on a team that can contend for a World Series. I don't get it at all, and I think if they let him walk, it's a massive mistake. Uh, what if it's uh, four for 80? Four for 80. Well, but don't you think, given what we've seen with free agents this last offseason, that the Dozier camp would come to their senses a bit and... Uh, I'm not. I'm hearing that. Uh, I'm hearing that uh, it's uh, that uh, they, they they figured they played cheap once and they don't want to do it again. Okay, but, uh, four for uh, eighty. Yeah. I'm most likely out on that. But to not even approach the guys, I guess the part that I have an issue with. Uh, I'm wondering if this means that they haven't uh, had any preliminaries with the agent or not. Uh, I think he's. I think he's basically telling you that it's uh, not serious. But it could be. Uh, it could also be them that uh, thinking that uh, Polanco is going to be a second baseman, somebody else can be a shortstop. And you're so. just going to let you know, know. He's been the. I mean, Pat. Without him, you don't make the playoffs last year. All right, I'll give you a two. Oh, that's a piping hot sports take. This is kind of John. This is kind of like the figure skating uh, ratings. <laughs> you better not now. trip and there's, fall. There's the top. The top spot is open for you if you don't screw it up. <laughs> All right. Well, I have mine's uh, multi-layered. And, mm-hmm. and, it, okay. and it involves Ooh. the hometown Minnesota Vikings because okay. there's been a lot of rec- reckless speculation anyway on this station about their mm-hmm. quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do that, too. I think Mike, Mike Zimmer wants to keep his defense together. I think that means he's going to win an argument, and they're not going to put all that money to Kirk Cousins. Ooh. I also think Zimmer hates Keenum, just from what he says at his press conference. <laughs> so they won't sign Case Keenum. Maybe I think, they franchise Case. Maybe they don't. <laughs> I think they didn't, Doogie. Sorry. Uh, they uh-huh. go with, uh, they either try to find a somewhat seasoned quarterback. There's a couple of them out there. Or, because he loves Teddy, he goes with Teddy and they draft somebody and try to bring him along. And I think the upcoming season, uh, whoever they have, is mediocre at quarterback. Reckless speculation. <laughs> now, I did as I've said. What you got to understand about the steam zone, folks, is the take is not judged on accuracy. Whether, whether yeah. it's going to be accurate or not, yep. it's judged on its hotness. That's right. And the fact that he's everybody else in the world, Rappaport, everybody else is saying <laughs> Cousins is coming here. Doogie. Johnny's saying no. I'm giving him a three. Wow. <laughs> oh my, that's a scolding hot sports take. <laughs> I'm going to throw you guys my own hot take. Here we go. Okay? Here we go. And I'm not sure how the hot. This is more social commentary than anything. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Sports social commentary. Have you looked at MLB.com lately? You know, as a matter of fact, I was on it earlier today. Yes. yes. Me too. Did you see uh, how many lists do we have today? Oh, my God. <laughs> we, got, we, we, we have apparently. Now, Rhett Bollinger's not complaining let me tell you this but he does say 
that they have a new boss at MLB.com who is wants lists, okay? Like loves top loves, ten second baseman. Loves the list. Okay. No, even beyond that. I mean, we had a list the other day. Fifteen players who could get traded yeah. oh my God. at the trading desk. Oh my God. It was March fifth, right? <laughs> March fifth. How many times are we gonna have to update that update that list between now and March July thirty first? How many times? <laughs> this is worse than mock draft five point zero by seven point zero. The lists. I'm sick of the lists. Is that all we care about in American sports? Is the bleeping list? This is like Todd McShay having Mitch Leidner go go in the first yes. round, like yeah. when Mitch yes. Leidner was finishing his sophomore year with the but, Gophers or whatever but, it was. But the, you know, ESPN basically. Everything they do on TV and their website revolves around lists, right? Mm -hmm. For what? Six years now? Suddenly, you go to MLB.com. I don't want lists. I want to know what's happening with each team. Okay? I go there to see, okay, what happened with that team today. It's a nice little convenient place to go. All I get is bleeping lists. (laughs) I hate lists. No more lists. Banned lists from sports websites, including Wetmore's five deep thoughts. <laughs> Let's just have deep thoughts and not num- number them, okay? So we're out with numbers. We don't, we don't have to have five. We can gotcha. have four. Or today, like maybe Manny's today. four deep thoughts. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Manny, we're going to change it to Manny's deep thoughts, and you just have four of them, okay? But we won't I could have four one Monday, and have three another Monday, seven another So Monday. what you're sure. saying is if you see a list on MLB.com... I'm going out to cut grass. Okay. <laughs> you're going out to cut grass. I, I'm just saying it doesn't have to be a number. It can just be how many... Yeah, Wetmore, I'm having dinner with him tonight before he goes home. I'm going to tell him. Just have de- just have thoughts. You don't have to limit yourself. To What's five. with the number? <laughs> what if you only have four? That's true. Anyway, then you're just I'm making si- it up. I'm sick of lists. I'm sick of lists. <laughs> Although Manny, you make a good point. I'm the one that said, "How about four deep thoughts?" <laughs> so everything I just said. Utter BS. Right. Okay. And in the early stages of the ride with Roycey, I think we did reinvent Twin Cities Radio by doing a top five yeah. at five. five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't call it top five, though. Did we call it top five sports? I don't know. What was the Q&A? Quotes, notes, and anecdotes. Oh, yeah, but there were five of them. There were five oh, items yeah, at the top of the five o'clock ever done hour. No, it's never been done. And then we changed it to three, and now we're down to one. <laughs> so three <laughs> techniques should have just been the techniques. Technique. Yes. Yes, the technique. Hey, wrap this up, and, fellas. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got to go. That's Come a on. piping hot sports Piping take. hot start, yeah. At best. Sitting shotgun on the ride with Royce. Hold on to your butts. On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Here's a shot into deep right field. Back at the wall. Ichiro hits it off the wall. It takes a weird carom, and Ichiro may circle the bases. In to score is Roberts. Here comes Ichiro. Inside the park home run. 
The ball hit one of those banners in the outfield and kicked behind Ken Griffey Jr. And by the time he got over to it, no chance to get Ichiro. Ichiro Suzuki turned 44 last October 22nd. Uh, he played with the Marlins last year. He was uh, kind of a part-time player. He had 215 at-bats with the Marlins, uh, hit 255. We figured he was done. Well, the Mariners, apparently, thinking they can sell some tickets, are going to bring him in, and uh, I think they're saying he's got to make the club, right? They're not officially giving him a spot. He's coming in on a minor league contract. But Didn't yeah. Gamble get hurt, though, the, the regular left fielder? I thought he's out oh, for that, and that's why they're bringing I him in? I think that that's Gamble. part of the reason why they brought him in, yeah. Well, he'll be 44. Now we know one thing. He's in shape. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> By the way, did you ever look at this guy's uh, history? I'm looking at it right now. He, uh, 2001, God. he's a rookie and the MVP, right? Yep. He's at yep. 242 hits. Uh, he's the rookie, the MVP. It's 350, his first year in this country. And he has, here's his plate appearances in Seattle. 738, 728, 725, 762, 739, 752, 736, he uh, led the league in plate appearances four times. He uh, led the league in hits one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in Seattle in the first 10 years. 262 hits in 262 2004. 262 hits in 2004. And that is the major league record, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that the club that. Uh, that uh, won all the games and then... Uh, no, no his, that's his, the 0-1 team. That's his rookie that's year, the yeah. That's the one team, okay. Uh, unbelievable career. And uh, he came over here at age 27 from Japan, and he has 3,080 hits. <laughs> 16 uh, seasons, guys, of at least 140 games played. Yeah, he's uh, he's been amazing. Durable. Uh, now, the Jap- I got some friends in the Japanese... Uh, uh, media that mm-hmm. came over they don't they do not he always they all loved matsui and they hated ichiro because he mm-hmm. treated him like uh he's a very pompous guy uh very uh arrogant fellow and they didn't like him as a human being but man alive what a hitter and yep. and we all saw that hitting style when he came and said is this gonna work this can't work. He runs away from the ball. He's uh, you know the inside pitch. He's going to he's going to first base and his his bat's dragging behind him. And I blame him for Nishioki. Don't Nishioka? Yeah, don't you? no that that there was a little uh, bit of saw that. that yes. Saw that batting. People thought, okay, this will work. Yeah, yeah. Ioki, he has a style, and you know he's had a decent career. But all the guys that came over, uh. A lot of them, the outfield, you know, had that hitting style, but it only works in the big leagues for a guy with his hands. Mm-hmm. He had magic hands. He had, he's, 
He had at least 200 hits in his first 10 big league seasons. Oh, he's a, and a great outfielder. I was yeah. just going to say great what gets outfielder. lost is how good of a defensive outfielder he was. Oh Go back his rookie year, the throw that he made at Oakland's stadium, whatever it was called back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. From the right center field warning track and he threw out a guy at third base on one hop it's one of the it's vlad guerrero like that's how great of a throw that that was and uh you know i'd have a hard time backing off on willie mays and some of those guys uh from the 60s but he was if you go to the era the expansion era which is what i call it 1961 twins coming to town he's got to be one of the 15 best players, don't you think? I would think one so. Of 12, one of the 12, 15 best players, Mantle, Mays, I mean, with all those guys. He's got to be uh, one of the, you know, and certainly of this of this century, top five. Probably. And keep in mind, top what if he would have came over at 23? Would he have oh, challenged yeah. Rose's hit record, do you think? Oh, hell yes. Yeah, so I, I, uh, that's all well, I think no, about I, when I look at his total, you know, because he's at... Nearly well, thirty one hundred. have in Japan, seventeen or eighteen, something like right? that. Yeah, because yeah. he started playing when he was seventeen. Yeah, eighteen. Uh, well, yeah, he was. You had to to get over here, didn't you? Have to play ten years yes. to become a free agent, yes. or, or to get to be posted or something. And uh, and it, you got to remember, they let A Rod go. <laughs> They'd let A Rod go, and this guy came in, right? Yes. And he was the MVP and the uh, and the uh, rookie of the year, and uh, uh, it's a, it's an amazing uh, amazing career that uh, we probably don't appreciate it much as much because he was stuck out there in the West Coast so long, right? By the time he got to the East Coast, uh, and and he, he wasn't the same player. You know, he was thirty eight years old. Well, and when Seattle traded time. him, there was a rumor that that was pretty much it. But then the Yankees gave him the two year deal uh, to keep him around after he got traded. Yeah, uh, and God knows what hit total he's looking for now, though. Well, maybe he five thousand maybe. He's uh, if you combine his MLB stats and his uh, stats in Japan, he has four thousand three hundred fifty eight hits. Wow. Okay. Because he had twelve hundred seventy eight in Japan. Wow. In nine well, seasons. Anyway, uh, Ichiro, he's, you know, I, I didn't know Gamble was hurt. I didn't uh, yeah. miss that part of it. So maybe he'll get to play. What the hell? You know, he'll. Now, last year he didn't hit much, but the, the, the bats got a little slower, but uh, man alive. I, I, the first time I. It, the funny thing is, I thought pitchers would try to kill him because they get so upset because he kept running out towards them and slapping at the ball and stuff. But I don't think you could hit him with a pitch if you wanted to, could you? Because he's a moving target anyway. 738 at-bats in 2001 as a rookie. <laughs> 53 strikeouts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did he ever? He never strike out 100 times, I'm sure. No, not even come close. His highest yeah. strikeout total, I'm looking right now, 86, I guess. He did get to 86 when he was a 36-year-old in 2010. Yeah, fantastic player, HRO, and, uh, you know, he's now uh, back in the Seattle camp, and uh, I'm sure he's stirring things up a little. He'll draw some people in Seattle. We shall return. This is the Ride with Racy. You're along for the ride with Royce. That is some boring radio, boy. I know. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of the ride with Royce is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, proud sponsors of the beer show Thursday nights on 1500 ESPN. 
Give us 30 minutes, and we'll give you everything covered. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is like that. Jess Myers now joins the ride with Royce for this edition of the Hockey Half Hour. Stahl has it. Up high for Suter. Back to Stahl moving in. His shot, he scores! Eric Stahl on the power play, and it's 1-0 Minnesota. What the heck is going on with this guy, Jess Myers? I don't know. Wasn't wasn't he too old? Didn't we think that? He was too old. He was too old when we got uh, him, and then last year he ran out of steam, and he was too old then, and couldn't sustain it for a full season, and now, you know, it's it's just a He's 36. Is this already a career high for him? I I don't think it's a career high. I mean, keep in mind, this was a second overall draft pick, so, you know, he was was a well-known guy right from the start, but, you know, with uh, a lot of family in attendance last night, by the way, too, because, you know, his brother was on the other team yes uh so you know good good time for him to turn it on almost got a hat trick got stopped right on the goal line almost had the hat trick so and <laughs> his brother jordan just lost a infant son yeah an infant uh, baby i'm not sure if it was a boy or a girl a lot right. of uh a lot of nice stories just about you know how uh, good timing was to kind of bring the family back together because uh they're hurting down there in carolina he took a couple days off uh his brother jordan did and you know just a tragic situation for them so Nice, now, uh, nice. They get, get together here. Four sons in that family. Uh, three of them played in the NHL. I believe that's correct. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, and and of course, you know the famous story. Still, all these years later, the uh, the bachelor party, bachelor in, party in Lutzen, in Lutzen yes, <laughs> where, they, uh, where the uh, the the Cook County authorities were called because apparently guys were laying down in the middle of Highway 61 playing chicken or something. So uh, <laughs> that Hockey story players. could have uh, that story could have ended tragically as well, and thankfully it yeah. didn't. Yes. <laughs> they uh well they uh you know they get some hockey players from Thunder Bay there and all hell can break loose. Come, How come. far is Lutzen from Thunder? I've never been to Thunder Bay. Have you been there? I've been to Thunder Bay. Uh uh-huh. it, it, picture an even grittier Duluth if you can. I mean, okay. you know, nice nice town right on the water but uh <laughs> they have you know Duluth has done the stuff like Canal Park and all these tourist yeah. attraction stuff. Mm-hmm. They they up in Thunder Bay they put the uh the industrial stuff right on the water. It's like They yeah, still have the junior team though. though. Yeah, right? they're still in the USHL. Absolutely, yeah. and you know, yeah. f- fascinating history up there too. Just you know, it's it's been a, a seaport forever, and you know, big uh, big First Nation influence up there. So kind of a fun town, and not not a bad drive from Duluth. Maybe about four hours up there from Lutz, and I would guess it's an hour and a half once you get through the border. Well, the fellas, they decided to have the bachelor party somewhere where they couldn't get in trouble, like yeah. Lutzen, right? Right, and, and, and didn't, <laughs> didn't quite turn out that way. But, yeah, that's uh, famous. Yeah. This, uh, uh, so the only team this team can't catch, maybe, is Nashville. They're gonna, they're gonna, they can win the division, for God's they, sake. They could potentially win the division, although Nashville, the way they're playing, they're in contention oh, they're for like the, yeah. the, the President's Trophy now, because uh, Vegas has slipped a little bit just recently. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun race on top of the Western Conference. I still can't fathom Vegas doing what they're doing, but, uh, you know, and the fact that they've come to Minnesota twice in the wild to beat them twice, uh, maybe that well, leads a little Well, they're disbelief. slipping a little bit, aren't they? I they think they are. They still win at yep. home, but... Yep. Uh, but I, what I can't believe is Lavalette uh, having that much success in Nashville <laughs> because he was, uh, 
you know, he, they did not like it. In his previous stops, he has not been popular with you, his players. You know how it is in the NHL. It's all recycling, you know? It's like <laughs> yes. the, the, the way you get an NHL job is get fired from another NHL job. I mean, that's, you know, the way these guys bounce around. The fact that Mike Yo's got a new job 51 weeks after getting fired by the Wild, you know, it's just it's just crazy to me. He might be looking for a new job again, the way that team's going oh, my in the goodness. tank. And, and of course, not only are they in the tank and they're injured and beat up, but then let's trade away Stastny on a, on a rental. Oh, you know, The yes, thought is right. they'll get Stastny back on July 1st. He'll re-sign as a free agent. But, you know, they realize this is a lost season, so see if you can get a couple draft picks for him. Let him go to Winnipeg, add some scoring to that well, team. Yeah. Did you see the quotes from the general manager, though? If we'd had a better weekend, we wouldn't have <laughs> traded them. But they lost on a Saturday and Sunday, so then they trade the guy. And yep. there were, I, I don't even think there are any rumors about it. Were there? It just kind of, he just, he got mad because they lost a couple over the, I mean, they'd been in a long skid. But in other words, he was saying, like, if we'd won on Sunday, we wouldn't have traded him. But since we did, we didn't win, we traded him on Monday. That's like, uh, Firing Glenn Mason because some guy from Texas Tech makes a 54-yard <laughs> field goal. And they admitted, uh, Maturi once quote, admitted to me, well, if he'd missed the field goal, we wouldn't have fired him. <laughs> you know? you got to have a stronger conviction, don't you? So Stassi's back in Winnipeg now, and they've got Patrick Laine scoring, I think, 13 goals in the last nine games. It's Who's he? That's my problem. I don't know who the hell he is. He was the second pick after Austin Matthews. He was the second overall pick in the draft. Okay, so that was a good pick too. Oh yeah, good good pick. Now Yankee or a Canadian? No, he's uh, he's a Swede. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, that's that's always controversial when Toronto comes to play in in Winnipeg. Now they always the chant is Line is better. Line is better. (laughs) Hey, now so that would be fun if these guys could end up in a series with Winnipeg. It looks like that's going to happen. I looked at the odds today. It's like it's like a 54% chance that it's going to be Wild and Winnipeg in the first round. And how much fun will that be? As I said to Corzo last week, you think there's a lot of Blue Jays fans in town when they play the Twins? Just oh, yeah. buckle up for the number of uh, folks in red, white, and blue you're going to so see So then what we can do, Pat, road trip to Winnipeg in the first yes. round, road trip to Nashville, Nashville in the second, second round. That's, That's what right. we'll do. Yes. And, and Vegas in the third round. And and if you still have a liver after all oh, that. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to drive everywhere. <laughs> This would be a, this would be the ultimate test of my sobriety thirty six years later, right? And in fact, we could be in Nashville on April twenty seventh, which is the anniversary of my sobriety. Wow! What a better way to celebrate! What a better way to celebrate <laughs> at Tootsie's, listening to music. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, not all good news this week. Losing Cunning, man. Yeah, that, that was a that's tough terrible. one. A- ACL how did injury? it happen? You know, nobody. I haven't seen how it happened. I mean, it was one of those. You know, it wasn't a real obvious hit. It was one of those where he just kind of walked down the tunnel to the locker room, and uh, next thing they know, announce. You know, they're announcing seven months or something like that. So they're going to have to call somebody up. Most likely, it's probably going to be like a Sam Annis or a Kyle Rau, somebody that we we know pretty well. I'm really interested to see what Sam Annis would do with this level. Now for the who's uh, he? Tell me who he, he is. was the best player on that Quinnipiac team two years ago okay. that took North Dakota to the national championship game. He was injured in the Frozen Four. He played still, but he was beat up, so he didn't contribute anything. Is he a big kid or not? No, he's kind of a smaller forward and uh, you know a puck moving guy, good shot, all that. But you know, with the way they're playing right now, when you're getting goals out of Daniel Winnick, you know, and yeah. and, and winning games like that, um, it's fun to watch. Although now you're going on the road again, and they've been so goofy on the road. Now, granted, they're going to Vancouver, which is lousy, and they just 
lost Brock Besser. They're yes. going to Edmonton, which is the most disappointing team in the NHL this year. So you'd think out of those two, you should be able to get you know three, four points. But you just you know all bets are off with this team on the road. It's just crazy. The uh, the Besser kid uh, ran into the boards. Huh? Yeah, and uh, you and know broke his. It sounds like a, basically a broken lower back, right? Yeah, you know, one of those uh, you know weird hits, and you know that's one thing they've talked about in hockey is. Uh, you know, do you do something with the boards to kind of soften those blows or something? But then you're dealing with you know how the puck comes off them, and, and you know, yeah, it's it's the unfortunate nature of playing a game in a place with walls. You know that you you see that now and then. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's a bad wreck. Was he uh, kind of falling out of contention as the rookie of the year, Besser, or was he you know, still a candidate? He was he was still a candidate for a couple of reasons. One, you know, everybody you know likes a, a story like that, kind of an underheralded kid. Number two, he plays for a Canadian team, and those you know, let's face it, they have more votes when it comes to voting for stuff like rookie of the year, which is why you know going back, uh, Jonas Brodin wasn't a top three finalist even for rookie of the year because they had a kid in Montreal named Pika Subban. Now, not that he's not very good, but Montreal has, I think. Like like 16 voters in the Professional Hockey Writers, Writers Association. Here in Minnesota, we have about six. In Arizona, so they I think don't, they have they one. So they don't vote like so many votes out of each city? You I, just all I, vote? I don't believe so. I think everybody just votes. So there's an that's, inherent uh, advantage for these teams that have a ton of media. That's uh, that's not a good idea. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Greenway kid, uh, when's BU's season going to be over? I think it's going to be over in about a week. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we're getting to that point now. You know, the Gophers have, have put themselves into a position where they get three weeks to rest up for the NCAA playoffs. So, uh, yeah, we're getting to that spot now where I think uh, Greenway will be available, and they've done you know all the moves they need to do to be able to sign him right away if if he's so inclined. I think he will be. Uh, we'll talk about the Gophers and uh, the uh, the college playoffs when we come back. Uh, I'm, I'm being told the Gophers are in. I can't figure out how. But, I think uh, so. And don't forget, state uh, tournament week started today. So yes, uh, everybody's talking uh, high school pucks in Minnesota. That is true. We will uh, discuss that when we return with the Hockey Half Hour. Sitting shotgun on the ride with Royce. It's ugly and getting worse by the second. On 1500 ESPN. This portion of the ride with Royce is sponsored by Concordia University Online Learning. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University's St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Getting you caught up on the week in pucks. It's the Hockey Half Hour with Jess Myers. A combination that requires the highest level of conditioning, speed, creativity. On the ride with Royce. Before we move on to the Gophers, is uh, what are we hearing about Nick Sealer's face? Has it uh, been? Uh, has he uh, been it's patched got, up after it, the brawl? It's got knuckle marks on it, from what okay. I can tell. Yeah, you know, and, and he everybody... got he got in a couple of licks, but that uh, Witkowski's head doesn't. It, but, but like no. hitting a block of cement. I no, think. all that talk about uh, you know getting fighting out of hockey, and then you know there, there's actually a fight in a hockey game, and everybody in the locker room talks about how great it was, how great inspiring it was. was. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. <laughs> So we're getting some mixed messages there, is what I'm yes, saying. We, yes, we yeah, are. And yeah. when you look up Mr. Witkowski's, uh 
uh, career totals. It, it, he could have played for Sonmore, let's put it that way. Yeah. He could have been with the Birmingham Barons. The other thing, uh, Patrick, going on off the ice this week up in Duluth, the trial of the century has started. Shannon Miller. Uh, her, her, that's that her, they ended up getting in court. Huh? They're, they're in court. In fact, our old friend John Gilbert was on the stand today. I have oh, uh, on good authority. He uh, he testified. What was John testifying? He, uh, he for has, or against? He was uh, testifying in favor of Coach Miller, claiming that uh, there was discrimination at work there, and that's of course what she's claiming that she was discriminated against because she's a Canadian and she's a woman and was not given the same opportunities that uh, male coaches have gotten. So they're hoping wow. the trial is going to wrap up next week, and uh, interesting to see how that'll all come up. Yeah, well, they uh, they they can point out that uh, the program had hit on hard times, right? Yep, so yep. that'll be interesting. And it, interesting too. Uh, yesterday in the in the initial round of testimony, they did bring up a lot of comparisons to Mike Sertich. You know, the fact that you know, same deal. He had huge success early on, and and things kind of faded out for him, and they let him go, and he walked away quietly. And uh, you mm-hmm. know, this situation was obviously the opposite of that, at least how it ended. But but yeah. similar on the ice results. Okay, and they uh, they they popped up and had a pretty good year, right? And then uh, decent year, faded down mediocre. the stretch. Got, got, now they're yeah. mediocre. Yep, again, made right? the NCAA so. playoffs last year and got beat by the Gophers, and Gophers went to the. Uh, How about those Gopherettes uh, winning at Wisconsin? And their award is they have to go to play at Wisconsin. <laughs> I, a one game sudden death, right? One game sudden death, and uh, aren't yeah. they the? Isn't Wisconsin like the one seed? Yeah, Wisconsin is the top seed. You know, Mark Johnson is. Are they telling us the Gophers are the eighth seed, or is this just geography? Because they, they don't want to do pay for travel. They do it mostly based on geography. Um, you know, they don't want to pay for travel, and they like having the East West matchups in the national tournament. So they're counting on Clarkson or Boston College getting here to face you know the Gophers or or Wisconsin, whoever comes out of. Uh, out of that one, of course, the the f- Frozen Four, women's Frozen Four, being played at Ritter Arena next weekend. That's so right. Gophers that's are trying to get back home. That's uh, that that is perfect. Now uh, the Gopher uh, hockey team they lose four straight to Penn State. They're are they they're down to fourteenth, right? In pairwise, thirteenth. I just checked. They're thirteenth, so they would 13th, need so they three, need three. They upsets. would need three upsets, and that's uh, we. Uh, one of my but friends did the math. One team from. That Atlantic League is going to drop them to fourteenth, though, because everybody's behind them. Right? Yeah, well, nobody one, from the Atlantic is ahead of them. One so. team from that league will get in. Now, here's what. So what now could, we're down to fourteen. Yep. Now, what would cause trouble is if Minnesota State gets knocked off by Bowling Green or somebody like that that could slip up ahead of them because Minnesota State is a lock. So the WCHA yes, for sure is going to get a team in. Could get two teams in if somebody upsets Minnesota State in the WCHA playoffs. Um, so you know they have to wait and hope. But uh, the odds I saw. Ninety-seven percent chance still of getting in. Yeah, so. I talked to Brian Deutsch a couple of days ago, and he said he did all kinds of scenarios, and he did, it would be very difficult for them not to make it. You remember nineteen eighty-one, Patrick, the backdoor Badgers, the famous backdoor Badgers that uh, just barely got into the NCAA tournament, and then uh, Badger Bob coaxed a national championship out of them. They beat the Gophers up in Duluth in the national championship game. Uh, they had a similar scenario where they needed some help to get in the tournament. They got a couple weeks off, they rested up, and then uh, they were uh, they were good to go in the NCAA tournament. And 2004, George Gwazdecki did the same thing at Denver. His team got upset in the first round of the WCHA playoffs. They had an unplanned week off and got healthy and, and wound up winning a national title. How so. about a uh, regional in Sioux Falls with the Gophers, St. Cloud, and Mankato? That would be fun. That would be fun because it looks and they, like you, you almost... Gophers play Mankato in the first round and then in uh, St. Cloud in the second round. And it so looks uh, long odds that all those guaranteed ticket buyers from North Dakota will be there. They're uh, they're right on the bubble. I think they're 15th 
right now. So they're, they're in trouble as far as getting into the NCAA tournament. Yes, and uh, but they're the ones that went and bought all the tickets. For yeah. That thing. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. That's you know well, they, they put all these regionals somehow close well, to the, Grand Forks now. Counting, they'll on that. show up to vote for to root for Mankato and St. Cloud against the Gophers. Though they, <laughs> absolutely, uh, they will. They're they're still that. big Holy Cross fans going back a dozen years or so. All right. So the high school hockey tournament is in town. We have the uh, the two semifinals. Uh, I mean, the quarterfinals today in A, Orono, yep. and Montemidae win. How do we draw for A these years? Half full? You know, I saw Craig Perry from the high school league last night. He was at the Wild Game. I said, what's your tickets sold for Class A? And he kind of hemmed and hawed and said, you know, they never really tell us an exact number. because." Mm-hmm. And the one disappointment, he said, you've got Monticello playing in, this, in the 6 o'clock game. Uh, Monticello sends a huge, huge huge group of fans down you know they made the championship game last year yes. well you've got a, a rematch tonight monticello hermantown right away in the first game yes. uh you know so he said that's that's kind of the disappointment they'd rather have monticello playing in the morning to get some of those fans in the early sessions but you know when i've been there for the class a tournament you're looking at seven eight ten thousand depending on who's playing so you know the the lower bowl is pretty well full they they leave the upper deck shut down for that when did Man- Minnetonka become a powerhouse? Oh, Minnetonka's always been good, but they're one of the rare teams in the AA tournament that's never won one. They've only made the championship one time. That was in 2010. And then, of course, the other one, uh, St. Michael Albertville, making their first trip to the state tournament yes. out of, yes, out of powerful I... Section 8. Think about this, Patrick. St. Michael Albertville gets in out of Section 8. So if Andover knocks off Duluth East in overtime, we have eight Metro teams playing <laughs> in the AA tournament. We were that I close know, to it. Instead of having these teams come way down here, why don't we just draw a line across northern Minnesota and have a team go in? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And then we could have a back door again. Oh, boy. Bring back the back door. <laughs> I love they're, the back door. They're, they're still mad about it in Hibbing when Henry Boucher got warroded <laughs> in 1969. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but, uh, you know, they'd be better off, wouldn't they, just saying, okay, instead of having to come down and play St. Michael Albertville, have a team from the north in. Yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't mind that. That'd, that'd be yeah. kind of fun. Okay, here's here's trivia for you. I found this out today, courtesy of our friends at Let's Play Hockey. Four players in history have won a Minnesota State high school title and have won the Stanley Cup. Four guys. Only four. I was surprised. Really? I thought there would be more than that. Neil Bratton and who else? No, Neil Bratton didn't win a state didn't title. Win a state they, title. They got okay. third in 78. Okay, so we've got David Maley and Bill Nyrop from Edina. We've got Nick Letty from Eden Prairie, and we've got Ben Clymer from Bloomington Jefferson. Those four are the only ones to win a state title and a Stanley Cup. Where did Clymer win it with? Clymer was with, uh, oh boy. Tampa? Yeah, I think it was with Tampa. Mm-hmm. No, maybe okay. not. I'm going to look that up. That's a good question. You, I, I Tampa's going to win it again. I think they might. They're pretty good. You know, Washington's see, real good, but you know Washington. where my, my friend Sharkman came down here from Toronto over the weekend. I saw to, a picture of to, you two to, on the beach. To deliver <laughs> to Phil Hughes one of those Rain, Wayne Gretzky Budweiser uh, goal uh, lamps. Yep. That when your team scores, 
the lamp goes off in your house. Yep, absolutely. And you connect it up wireless because it's a light. Because Hughes is such a lightning fan that he needed one of these lamps to go off in his home down here. So. Ben Clymer was indeed a member of the 2004 Tampa Bay Lightning that won the see. Won the see, I know Stanley a lot Cup. more about hockey than people. we call you, Mister Puck. Even if I don't know the name of the Swede <laughs> who's had 13 goals in the last nine games for the Winnipeg. So anyway, yeah, we're definitely going to Winnipeg for a game, though. How much fun is that going to be? And your Huskies, by the way, at home this weekend, they got the number one seed. You know, they won the NCHC. They play Miami this weekend up in St. Cloud. Yeah, that should be easy. We're not worried about Miami. We're not worried about Miami? terrible. We're not worried about Miami. Go Huskies! By the way, don't look now. Big Ten hockey might be catching on. I I tweeted that last night, and I got a firestorm from Gopher fans. But, of course, they've got time on their hands now to to sit and tweet Mm -hmm. because they don't have to worry about games for a few (laughs) weeks. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan are going to play a one-game Elimination game at the uh, Nationwide Arena where the Blue Jackets play. They've they've moved oh, it to the big venue downtown. Yeah, so although they have a good sized arena for their college. they do the the Schottenstein Center or whatever it's yeah. called. They actually had a Frozen Four there in two thousand. We better come back for the Great Outdoors preview. All right. Sitting shotgun on the ride with Royce. I'm not that good a driver. <laughs> I'm old. On 1500 ESPN. I hear the train All righty. What is going on on the great outdoors show today? Jess Myers. Fun guest tonight. We're going to have Pat and Nicole Reeve. They have, uh, Pat's originally from southern Minnesota. It's a husband and wife team. They have a TV show, an outdoor show on the Outdoor Channel called Driven TV. We're going to talk to them about how uh, a husband and wife go from uh, enjoying bow hunting to having their own show. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and driven, what's the driven me? What's the, what's the part of it? They're that's, just driven to hunt, driven I to... I think uh, that's it, and I think that's what we're going to find out. Also, uh, this weekend, the big musky show is in uh, St. Paul. It's at the Gangelhoff Center at Concordia. We're going to have Josh Stevenson, our friend, the, the musky hunter, on uh, talking about that, so... Oh, oh, who's your musky guy? Yeah, it's, uh, his name's Josh Stevenson. He's from, uh, I think he's from Lino Lakes. We've had him mm-hmm. on a few times. He is, he's one of those just uh, t- crazy musky guys that, you wow. know, it's an obsession for them. And they I've frighten them. me, those muskies. They're mean. They, they, they don't like anybody. The they, last they... picture I saw with, of you was on the beach. So there's a lot uh, worse things in the ocean, I think, than there are in northern Minnesota musky yes, lakes. Yes, uh, we, uh, we had a very hard uh, Sunday afternoon. I could have gone to another Twins exhibition game. But we went out to the beach. So. All right. All righty. Uh, we will uh, do this again next week. And by then, we will have crowned two state champions in high school hockey. All right, Just Jess. Thank you. Take care. We'll do it again tomorrow, boys.